Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, Matt, uh, are you ready? I've just got this running order's pretty much finished. And, yeah. oh, you're on, just, you're on the phone. I've just got a, uh, just let me call this guy back. All right, no worries, no worries. Jim Owen. Hello, mate. Um, yeah, just uh, giving you a call. I'd sent, uh, I'd sent you an email. It's uh, Matt from the uh, Long Ball Street podcast. Um, from what? The Long Ball Street podcast. Right. What's that? Um, it's well. It was the other week. It was the top. It was the fourth most downloaded podcast in. Uh, in, well, what are you in, calling me for, mate? How can I help you? Because um, I, I hear you—you you, know—you're one of the best agents, and obviously, as, as a great emerging talent, um, some call me the star of the Long Ball Street. Um, I thought I'd give you a call, and you know, just going from strength to strength. Really want to take it to the next so, level. What, 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 what is it you do exactly? Um, talk to people uh, about football, you know, um, their lives, things like that. Well, what, what, what am I selling? What's your discernible talent? Um. Uh, I'm a media at the moment, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, is it like sometimes it's easy to sell? Like, have you got like a sidekick or anything like that? Or you it's a, yeah, yeah, I've got a sidekick. I mean, call himself co-host. But yeah, definitely a sidekick. Is he know. talking okay. about me? Who's that? <laughs> is he? To- it's Flav. Uh, this is oh, my. Flav, I'm interested in. <laughs> Fuck this, man. Really? Hang on. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Long. Episode 11 of the Long Ball Street podcast. Today I'm here with... What are you shouting for? He's like my, this. This is my podcasting voice. What an aggressive start. But have, you, have you not seen him on the Rue de Ballon? Uh, well, yeah, it's an aggressive start. I'm just sitting here. He's right in my face. <laughs> he's, an aggr- he's an aggressive man sometimes. Oh, I'm not an aggressive man. I'm very placid and well, well He'll measured. describe it as animated. I'll call that aggressive and in my face. You were, and I know we're going off the introductions. Yeah, here, but, yeah. But, but I would just like to be because I, I watched the Rue de Ballon, which has been a, a lovely little um, video series that you've, you've ran throughout the uh, Euros on the Ball Street YouTube channel. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it kind of... Um, at the end of it, I mean, the whole time you were kind of a little bit mean to, to, to all the things that people liked. Yeah. But at the end of it, you essentially called, called, poured cold water all over 
Iceland's Viking chant. Yep. Wales. Yep. And Will Grigg. And Northern Ireland as a whole. Uh, you know, the entire country. Everything. <laughs> you know, everyone's been miserable, didn't you? No, I don't, I'm just... I'm, I, do you know what? I don't have, and miserable. Bad. Bad. I, I hate, I hate the kind of rose-tinted look at what was a drab, boring... Yeah, boring. Yeah, uh, it was rubbish. And, I, and, and I, I was bored of it. I was bored of it before it even ended. Mm, and I was yeah. glad it's over. I'd like to say I was officially the first one to start moaning about the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of days into it, I was like, Surprise. when I come in, I had the ump, and Matt said, what's Matt? I said, I've just got this tournament's giving me the camel. <laughs> That's just annoying. I remember we had that uh, when we watched the England... Um Wales game together oh, when yeah. we watched it in the pub and we were losing we came back and we yeah. watched it in the boardroom yeah. and we were um, we were very angry I came back before we were losing it was just the, the pub atmosphere was irritating me I just wanted to be on my own and then I got joined by an even angrier Yorkshireman yeah. and made my mood I was actually worse. up against the TV at one point um, yeah, we, I was breathing in Roy Hodgson's yeah. face going what are you aggressive. doing half time was very aggressive and it was only two of us in a room <laughs> we were Jim Irwin uh, washed up agent Correct, washed up agent. About time, but there's a fourth, fourth or fifth one you've done. What? 11th? 11th. What? It's the 11th, 11th episode. pod. Oh, there you go then. 11th, so I'm is what, number 12? 11? Yeah. No, 11th, yeah. Really? yeah I so 12, different. I haven't even made the start in 11. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> You're number 11, so you've made oh, 11, the start 11. Oh, just made just up like yeah. Lee Sharp. Yeah. This is Cal's second appearance. Third. Third appearance on Bull Street. It's nice to you listen to me. I do. We have no ideas about numbers or counting. Yeah. Look, we just yeah. take it as it comes. You're, you're more than a number. So I'm number yeah. 11, like Lee Sharp running down the wing, about to do me Elvis impression. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I've not got a clue, nice before me. Early days of the Premier People, people won't know, but Jim um, Jim is a, uh, a former football agent. Yes. Now a talent agent. Manager. A manager. Talent manager, yeah. What's oh, different? Still in sports, <laughs> still in football, but agents are cunts and managers care more that's good that can we say yeah, yeah you so. say what you want okay. uh, that, there's, there's a question that's kind of relevant to that oh, similar okay. to that um, but before we go on to all of that stuff um, we've, we've got a new feature on, on the on the Bull Street podcast um, it's where Cal brings us the Bull Street news Bull Street news what's so been happening what's been happening this week the big news is... Uh, Hang on a minute, just before we get into this, what? right? Is oh, my co-host, Matt's the co-host. Uh, there's rumours that they're starting to call me the star of the Ball Street <laughs> That podcast. isn't a rumour, that's you walking around the office going, <laughs> I am the star of the Ball Street podcast, completely unprompted. That's mm. not true. I, I, I must have heard it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were the standout character. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's complete bollocks. Yeah. I thought, right, it was. I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> and then the beast before that. Even their guess. Every other guess has probably been a star. Their guess. Let's go. Right. Hello. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just but like, this is a trial, like, you know. This is a trial period, so not going, not going well for you, to be honest, mate. Could be going better, but but no. I just say, I just want to clarify for you know for everyone as as much as for us. But is the Ball Street news? Is it just Ball Street news, or is it news in general? What 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 are you doing here, Cal? Basically, we're gonna we're gonna cover a little bit of news in football in general. Okay, and then we're gonna finish it off by looking at news within Ball Street itself it's in our field there's a challenge though you got there my immediate thought is like news in football at the time these people begin to listen to this isn't it old news so there's your first challenge it, right, it's going out in like well, an hour. We're not trying to say that we're competing just with the BBC. <laughs> we're competing with, with, with fucking it's, Sky it's Sports not, it's not news. You're saying it's a tough trial. It's not like, breaking news, it's just a news story that yeah. we're going to kind of give we're out. We're going to discuss. Yeah, sorry. If, if, like we, 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 we ever get there. 
we've turned up to you know like NASCAR 500 sort of like on a moped you know what I mean we're not trying to break okay. news G. all you've oh, done is cause problems since no, like the first four minutes of the pod and you accuse him of being aggressive so and he's so plastic like Joey Barton uh, now yeah. Yeah. Right, eventually we'll get to the Wall Street News yeah it's okay, a very so. punchy atmosphere yeah, it's good start good start aggressive what people want they don't want this is the Wall Street office on a day to day basis just general unhappiness that's not true at all well, well, while there's a, while there's a game, I'm saying I'm doing this again because <coughs> did a YouTube guys uh, uh, video with you guys and I got a lot of inquiries from it. So uh, did you? I'm hoping that this uh, generates the same sort of response. Yeah. So this is purely self. So that, does that mean you're going to spend today? more time walking around the office bright red on your phone? I'll oh, tell Matt. Matt, tell him about my interests. Oh my god! I didn't even know I did so it. Big time. I didn't today. even know I did it. This, this was crazy. embarrassing. You know, like when you get um, Not for me. <laughs> it might be something like a, an MLS. All-star football match, that kind of scenario where the star comes out and he's not going over and signing autographs, so he does this like wave to the crowd <laughs> as if, yeah, I see you, but I'm not fucking stopping. <laughs> this guy comes in this morning, go, all right, Jim, literally on the phone, this little wave, <laughs> bi- Billy Big Time, <laughs> and then just swanned off like for 20 minutes. Exactly. I gave you the care, due and attention you all deserve. Horrible. <laughs> Cursory wave. All right, can we let, let, let Carl work? Deliver oh, this news. News time, is it? Uh, yeah, if we're going to get on to the news. So, the biggest news in the industry is over at Talk Sport, your former employers. Uh, they've kind of not offered the contract to Collymore, mm. which is a surprise considering he was their biggest broadcaster. Mm. Biggest numbers on the on the radio network, I believe. And then yeah, they've uh, got Colin Murray resigning as well. So, well, yeah, so, so obviously what this all relates to is essentially yeah. the, the takeover right. um, by, by the News Corp. Rupert Murdoch, yeah. yeah, News Corp, which obviously includes a, vari- a, a variety of media brands, including Sky ah, and, and including the Sun, or News, yeah. which includes the you know the Times and the Sun, etc. And Collymore, as a former Liverpool player, you know we've heard him say on don't several occasions, "Don't buy the Sun." Um, and you know, I, I think he's been a mirror columnist for a long time in newspaper <laughs> and in traditional media. You get a load of this uh, politics. Um, and essentially this is that playing out I, I would that makes sense that makes a lot more sense than what I initially thought well that makes sense because obviously why they didn't offer Colin Moore a contract that, that makes complete sense and then yeah. Colin, Colin Murray because obviously he's been proponent for that uh, and then Colin Murray resigns out of principle although he has refused to comment further on it, which is which is right. fair enough, but he, he said that you know he would never essentially he'd never work under that. that, that yeah, he ended, he ended his tweet with justice for ninety six. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So so let me get this right then. So it feels like Colin Moore was pushed yeah. rather than rather than left, and Murray left out principle. So yes. Well, he wasn't. Colin Moore wasn't offered a new a new contract. No, he was, but then it was withdrawn. It was withdrawn. Right. Yeah. So 2019, yeah. then it was withdrawn. The the thing is as well, it, 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 you know, there's so obviously having been within. That organisation for a long time, you, you see some of these things. It's, it's always a little bit of conflict at times between bosses and 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 talent. You know, much as it is in football teams between managers and players and stuff like that. Um, and you know, there's been a couple of times where I think that um, you know maybe it's um, with presenters this kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of not a surprise. But I guess the the whole the new ownership thing probably plays a. Mm. Uh, a significant role in it and, yeah. and the Colin Murray thing which is something that kind of I guess should be applauded standing up for your mm. principles yeah. uh, when you know money's on the table and his show's been very successful there um, and I'd just like to say I think both of them um, you know for anyone that's listened to some of our interviews with the likes of Akin Fen were you know with the likes of of, uh, of Arsenal Fan TV or, or, or any of our interviews 
we like to speak to the guy behind the guy and, and have these very nice, um, sometimes long, often mm. too long, um, uh, open, candid, uh, honest conversations. And I guess to both of those, um, you know, th- they'd be welcome. Yeah, to absolutely. want to have a chat, I'll, I'll give Stan a little text, actually. I've got his number, so. Yeah. I've um, always, yeah. I think I was thinking about staying yesterday from like a management point of view. It's interesting. Of course you are. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the angle. There's, yeah. there's an angle. He's, he's, it's a tough one for him. So the world walking around seeing Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> Jim's going around and all he just sees is like Angus. sacks of money. Yeah. Like, yeah. Emojis yeah. of I money. I didn't know you had some, but I've always done it through his solicitor. Stan's one of them. He's always done it through his solicitors. A lot of the top players do it through his solicitors. And, uh, but yeah, maybe I'll have a conversation with Stan. There's an angle. I've got some thoughts. All right, good. All right. From, I actually don't think Stan's got an agent agent. No, his sister. It's, um, well, um, yeah, so, so I know a guy that essentially he takes advice from who isn't a solicitor. Mm. Um, Thanks for pushing my way, mate. I'll, I mean, I'll, <laughs> so I've come on in to advertise my services. What's, what's the next bit of news? Well, uh, our friend The Beast had a Birkin Feather signed for Wickham Wanderers on Monday. Yep. Made his uh, pre-season debut for him yesterday. Lasted, was it half hour before he got sent off? See, you know, he got sent off against Le Havre in his first game uh, at pre-season. You know the beast. I, I know him as well, actually. Yeah. Five-star beast mode raid. Five-star, I know you're a five-star beast mode raid. Yeah. Uh, but he's not, he didn't strike me as an aggressive man. It's, it's certainly someone who can handle himself, but is yeah. this out of well, character? Because he can handle himself probably that a lot of times. Yeah, it is. Do you know what? I, I, uh, I texted him just moments ago, actually, yeah. um, saying, just doing the pod. Tell us about the sending off and I'll read it out. This is what we've got. So I've not read this yet, it's just gone through. Go on. Um, and we, if it was a follow up question, sorry, let's do it. Uh, player made a bad tackle on one of my players, then another one of our players ran up to him to say he was not happy with the tackle. The same guy threw our player on the floor, so I went over and let's just say he ended up on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed him away from our player and he ended up on the floor. And that's all he said. I don't know if there's any follow-up questions we can... But that's from the, uh, the, the reason mouth. That's, that's what I imagine it being, because I've watched him numerous times following Southend United in the lower leagues. He played for Julian and Northampton. I've seen him almost 10 times, probably, Wimbledon, etc. Never has he ever been at the front of a scuffle, or if there's been trouble, he's always been a peacemaker. So when I read that the other day, I was gobsmacked, to be honest. So what that's like the keys have bounced off it. Just say thanks... <laughs> fair, pl- fair play fair play, yeah. fair play. <laughs> we still love you <laughs> we, we fair, play. fair play go again uh, next bit of news please then, Carol. what else we've got going on this way this is a bit more inside the house oh, Wall yeah. Street stuff we've formation we've formationed we've, we've formed formation formation yeah I, 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 wrote, I wrote formation of Bull Street that's where it's come from yeah that's not supposed to tell them that <laughs> uh, we formed the Bull Street FC and we're looking to be taking on hashtag United <laughs> Yep, soon. Not sure on time or date yet, but hopefully, uh, very soon, isn't it? Right. And uh, and uh, hopefully we'll do something against them, not get hammered. Well, uh, if people don't know, hashtag FC is run by Spencer. Has- sorry, hashtag United is run by Spencer FC. Um, Spencer is a huge YouTuber. He used to be the um, what's his name, FIFA player, and and created this massive channel and obviously massive massively into his football. And he's seen a video of ours. Uh, north versus South where we, we challenged Bull Street North and unfortunately South came up short but Spencer looked at it and thought I fancy giving these a lot of go <laughs> probably encouraged by our performances at the time but <laughs> this time this there's time been, there's been a recruitment campaign though, hasn't there you've employed uh, you've employed uh, a few players haven't we uh, well employed. unfortunately Ronaldo 
Ronaldo got injured. Well, yeah. I just want to say employed. We've employed a strategic recruitment policy of friends well, and families of Bull Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, look, I think that the, what Spencer's done with that stuff is amazing. Yeah. Uh, credit where credit's due. If I was a younger man oh. and YouTube had been a thing that, that oh. was felt We'd be destroying good. it. We'd be ruling that midfield. You know? yeah. Wilson Irwood midfield. We would. We'd be spreading it around yeah. and I'd be getting sent off left, right and centre. Are the youngsters um, now, they're going to embarrass us. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. So, yeah, so we got this game. Um, very excited. What they've done is incredible, and they're essentially probably I would say the biggest football team outside the championship um, in, in in England. Uh, well, how many people watch their games? You know, how many social media followers have they got? Um, it, it, it's incredible, you know, what they're doing, and they're playing us. We're going to have um, we have drafted in some additional players. I'm dusting off the, the boots as well, coming out of retirement again. Uh, you're playing, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm playing, but. I, it's like that thing. Like I went to see Merson, a uh, client of mine, um, and he did, does this speech about when he was when he went down the leagues, and um, he he was just sick of these young players who weren't you know not fit enough Hang to lick his boots. Are you trying to say that that you're like Paul Merson? You're going down the leagues, and these people aren't fit enough to lick your boots. Back in my day, they wouldn't have been fit enough to lick my boots, and they'd be running rings around, around me on Sunday, but and I'd be like, maybe maybe the clouds of time. You know, will affect my ability. But when I was younger, mate, they wouldn't. They wouldn't lace my boots, and they're going to be running rings. Just because they're fitter and younger than me, and yeah. you know, in their head, they think they're better than me. But the, re- the reality is, they're nowhere. No, that's it. That's, that's a bit slightly <laughs> dismissive because they <laughs> brilliant footballers. They look quite they're good. Brilliant on, footballers. They wouldn't be playing that today. They look. They look quite good on YouTube, but then everyone yeah, looks exactly, good on YouTube, yeah. don't they? We'll, 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 we'll see. What? Well, just going back to what you said, because that's fascinating. Because when you first said it, I was like, of course, they're not bigger than the championship. But listen to this, right? Imagine that they are good enough to go semi-pro and they use YouTube to build a, su- a supporter base. They that, would be, that would be insane. There is a team doing that. There is a team actually yeah. doing that. But I'll let Matt. London United. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so Spencer's team's uh, sponsored by E. Uh, the kit supplied by Umbro. Um, they've played at lots of stadiums because football... Brands and people have assets that they want to leverage, and they have an engaged audience. So um, it is that they're already bigger than. I mean, there might be the odd one out, um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, they're bigger than a lot of. I mean, Sheffield United are obviously a big club. I'm sure they've got a big supporters base, but I bet they don't have as many followers and views on their YouTube channel as what Spencer and that's got. So kind of in many ways that they already are, you see. So it's, it's, it's very exciting, but it's showing you how the world's changing and it's changing rapidly. The generation. And, and the whole traditional media, the boundaries of life as we previously knew it, what was possible before, uh, sorry, what wasn't possible before now is. You think about it. Before, you know, if you took about 15 years ago, you couldn't, you couldn't sit there and, and, and watch... Um, I couldn't make a video here that you could watch out, out on the street. You know, I'd have to have a TV uh, studio. I'd have to have certain levels of equipment, which were kind of probably priced out of out of reach for me. Uh, and you'd need certain levels of skills. Now technology is advanced, so I can sit here and I can broadcast. You can do Rue de Ballon, and people can watch it all over the world. They don't need to be sitting in a front room with a TV subscription to do it. Mm. All they need is to be on Wi-Fi or have a 4G or something like that. So. People now are able to build audiences that are bigger and actually a hell of a lot more interesting than traditional media. Mm. The only thing that's kind of holding the new space back 
is because the whole elite of the past, traditional media buying relationships, you, you know, these things have been set in, in stone for long periods of time where it's an ecosystem that, that kind of uh, gives and takes and, and, and scratches each other's backs. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's holding its back, but it's, it's starting to shift. But in terms of creativity, in terms of being able to build an audience, you can do that now without some of these barriers. So why would that not happen and in football terms? you're talking about significant revenue streams that could probably <coughs> compete against some of these clubs in League Two, maybe in the, in, in the conference. Completely. And, and, you know, just to put it into... Fascinating. Uh, just to put it into, into a wider context and talk a little bit about the Ball Street business, we, we don't really do uh, much on here. But Bet Victor, we actually spoke about the million pound goal yeah. uh, last week on the podcast, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and essentially, uh, Bet Victor have been working with a few traditional media companies. Uh, I won't say them, but you know uh, who they are. But some big traditional media companies, newspapers that we'll all be aware of. We've probably all read or seen at some point in time. And they're running this competition, no traction whatsoever. We spoke about it, some of our Twitter accounts, some of our channels, some of our people that are in our community, all built on new, uh, on new media, all built out of bedrooms, all built out of people's passions for the game, mm. but utilising technology and social media to build audiences around those shared passions. And we essentially delivered for them um, awareness. We reached 17 million people over, over the weekend, 17 million people. That's more than we're probably... I mean, I don't know what was, who was, watch, what was watching the game on the BBC or on ITV. Um, uh, yeah, I average that. Yeah, uh, wasn't it 13.3 yeah, million? They're averaging about nine for the games, but the right. final would have been more, yeah. final would have been more. <laughs> A lot of people might have turned off because uh, it was dull. But, um, but we're essentially with 17 million people. We had over 2 million engagements. That's people kind of interacting with it. So we're able to just do that yeah. whilst our lives are going on. Um, so, yeah, why wouldn't... Um, and, and we obviously you know get paid for that because... Mm. And this is what's lovely. We're finding ways so that people like an Arsenal fan TV or a, or a Twitter account here or so on so can actually start to get some um, revenue out of the audience that they've built out yeah, of the yeah. time that they put into this area there's nothing sinister or to be ashamed about it it's what traditional media do for years is that they collect some content they build an audience and then advertisers pay to access that audience the only thing is is that a lot of these traditional media companies probably have rested on their laurels probably have kind of uh, are all about the past because they want to the traditional media models are based on that this is an exciting new space and what Spencer's doing in, in a football space is dead cool and we're going to murder him when we're playing <laughs> you've got to win it that's, that's what yeah. I mean, that is really interesting and I'm interested in how they're building this Potentially new football club. The list but ultimately, yeah, yeah. ninety minutes. That's <laughs> all that matters. You cross that white line, blood and thunder. Well, not blood. Yeah, no. thunder. Keep it friendly. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aggressive but, streak coming out. Again. Bit, but, 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 <laughs> I know. Blood and thunder. <laughs> Relax, man. I'm a fruit pastor. <laughs> all right. Um, Can I? But but no. Uh, seriously, though, so this is the formulation now of Ball Street FC. It's made up of uh, lots of our di- Robbie from Arsenal TV is the manager. Yeah. You know, he was Kane in Roy Hodgson that the other week. So we'll see if he's a winner. That's a good point. <laughs> Let's see how good you are, Rob. Um, so he's going to be the manager. He's going to have the guys from Liverpool, from Leicester, from Chelsea. Loads of people coming Stoke. together. Norwich. Stoke. Yeah, Elliot's a great player in it from Bear Pit TV. Millwall. Yeah, Millwall. Millwall. Norwich. Millwall. We might have we might have one yes. of one of Jim's guys. Yes, might have uh, Mr. Bullard rocking up. Uh, taking up his new Lothar Mateus sweeper position yeah they've got a couple of tasty strikers so uh, we'll stick the bulldog on them and that'll keep them quiet for the afternoon 
no problems. <laughs> Does he get stuck in then now? Like? No, he's quite no. Like I've, no, Jim never really got stuck in. His game was always about fitness and running. He had an incredible motor on. He's told me some amazing stories about his cross country and all the rest of it. His mm. Dad used to chase him with a car and stuff. But um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so his game was always built on that. But obviously, he could strike a ball and pass a ball, and he's, in, he's quite an intelligent player. So now he stays at the back and just kind of you know kind of Bobby Morris. Fitness is alright, is it still? Yeah, still phenomenal. He's like he, still he can, he's one of them. Someday. He can eat, he can eat anything. Whereas I look at a donut and I put on weight. Jim's the opposite. He's just there's nothing to him. Mm. So he's yeah, his fitness is good. He's obviously knee play, still plays it. Keeps him um, keeps it, keep, gives him a little bit of jit from time to time. But no, he can still play. He'll do a job for us. That is uh, no doubt about that. <laughs> all right. Well, so keep an eye on our, our YouTube channel, bullstreet.com forward slash. No, what am I talking about? YouTube.com forward slash bullstreet. Uh, there'll be more and lots of information through all our social media. Keep an eye on it. It's going to be fascinating. And watch us smash them to bits. Mm. All right, so should we move on to, to Mr. Erwood? Mm. Um, I, every time I think of Erwood, it always comes with a... Oh, fa- oh Cal, sorry. Thanks so much for the news. Was that it, by the way? Was there any more news? I was going to mention one thing. Oh, go on then. Should right, we go well, into it? No, well, yeah, it depends what it is. It better be good. Better be good. It's encroaching on my time now, so... It better be good. Better be good. I'm not a bit worried about this now. Well, you should be. I was literally just going to say, Wales are now 11th in the world after the official Yeah, fuck A decade ago, they were 74th. And that was when Bale made his debut. Is that a coincidence or is that the Bale? Wow. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give a lot of credence to ratings. Can, uh, can I just ask where, like, have you got any of the other ratings? Where England? Uh, I didn't want to look. I didn't want to depress myself. <laughs> but you can't yeah. come with, like, half throw that around. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that is pretty good. Bale starts, they, they, they jump 60, almost 60 places in the world. That was pretty good. It's a nice bit of trivia. It's not news, but trivia. Mm. Trivia, yeah. I thought it's probably... It's no, news. Nice. That, that, that's, that ranking's official. Yeah, the audience can enjoy it. Thanks so much, Any Cal. Up. Cheers. Get some lunch. Cheers, mate. Well, Lovely. All right, look. Dot Collars will call you. He done well. He done well. He done well. good, good, good. Jim Irwin, right? Hello, mate. Every, every time, every time I, I think about you, and it's not that often, but when I'm at work, I think, oh, right, well, what's, what's Jim said now? What time of day is it? Evening times or what? Um, usually twilight. Glad I <laughs> twilight of day. And I think of Jim Irwin, and then there's a caption underneath every time, towels from football's underbelly. Because <laughs> there are agents, and then there's agents. Don't, what, what do you mean? Well, I mean, there's <laughs> agents that mix with the stars. Kind of, not exactly Parkinson, are you? It's not even a question. It's a statement of very general... Like, <laughs> there are agents and there are agents. Yeah. What's your, no, yeah. What's what your question? What I mean is that there's super agents. There's ones that yes. mix, mix yeah, yeah. and, and, and yeah. do deals on yachts yeah, and sign yeah, yeah. things yeah. in no, Monaco. And then there's you that do deals in cafes. Yeah, no, <laughs> very true, very, very true. Well, the, the, the ship has sailed on that, my friend. Like, uh, um, specifically in the UK, like, some the, the first... Agents who sprung up in the early 80s, they kind of went on to grow phenomenal amounts of business mm. and there was a phenomenal amount of money. And whenever there's a phenomenal amount of money, you're going to get a lot of people attracted to the business. So, um, but unfortunately, it was a closed shop, you know, very, very difficult. Uh, and from that evolution, you know, there's these super agents. Yeah. So they're the very thin end of the wedge. There's probably, you know, three or four super, super agents in the world. Um, and they're only phenomenal. They're earning more than most players probably in the Premiership. Well, it's actually a. Um so the UFC um, got sold yeah. last week for four billion, mm. and it's a, a, essentially a consortium of uh, IMG and then W I think it's WME, yeah. which is a sports agent. Uh, well, it's an agency business. They uh, so they have got the 
um, rights to a couple of UFC fighters, John Jones, Ronda yeah. Rousey, who are names that probably people are aware of now, but they've also got like Drake, Rihanna, people like that. And they've bought the UFC for $4 billion. Uh, so I think it's the biggest ever sports organisation sale. Um, so it just goes to show you, like, you like these guys have been killing it yeah. over there for a long time, connecting yeah. brands like Nike with you know su- supreme athletes and, and personalities. IMG, the, the founder of that, was actually the very first recognised agent. Uh, McCormack, Mark McCormack. And he right. took on Arnold Palmer, I think. Right. And that's how he started IMG. Right. And so he's the one to blame, not me. Right. You just fed off the corpse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, 100% right. Uh, <laughs> you gave me a couple of fruit pastels. You've gone mad. Come I need to give you a lie down. You're lay on the couch over there. No, go go like lay it. down on the Rue de Ballon set. Uh, what, what do agents actually do? Um, so well, for a footballer, for, for a footballer what, do you handle, what do you handle? Okay, with? so again, let me just clarify. I'm ex-agent, retired agent, not in the business anymore. But you are. Um, no, I'm not. I'm in talent management now, and I look after players once they've retired and sportsperson once they've retired, and that's my game now, like media, commercials, uh, those kind of opportunities. I'm not interested. I've had my fill of football agents and right. that CD world. So what made you um, pack that in? Um, well, like, it might like, be bit, why the transition? Yeah, well, I, I, let me tell you what attracted to it at, okay. at, the, at the start. I mean, I was like a lot of agents, a failed footballer, wanted to be a footballer, yeah. and despite all those talking about talent, I was a wicked player, but not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> wasn't good enough, and it was kind of it got to the. If I was in the eighties, I would have played. And it's funny, I was watching Gaza last night, you, you know, because of what Gaza's going through at the moment. And you look at Gaza now. Sorry, no, sorry. If you look at Gaza in these clips, yeah, you look at him. He's like quite heavy. I don't think. You know, like you look at the athlete, the, the, the players now, they're all athletes. Yeah. And I was like, like Gazza's like small He's and fat boy, and yeah. couldn't bump me off the ball. But it came at that time when I was a youngster, I think they were looking for more athletic players. But anyway, yeah. kind of, I'm going on to the James so, Irwin story here. Are, are, are than you, are but you, it was interesting when I looked at Gazza last night. I thought, oh. We're a similar age, aren't we? Mm. You're better than me now at football. Oh, we haven't played together because like, well, we I've, I've kind of given up. A little now. bit one more game, though, didn't we? I, yeah. I wasn't really allowed to play, I just snuck on when yeah. one of them got an injury. Um, but no, I'm like no, I'm 40 now. Do you know what I mean it's, just, it's a different guy? Well, we got, we're going off track, aren't we? Sorry. We talk, we reminisce about football. We're just podcast, trying, yeah. But we're I'm, I'm essentially cut. Yeah, I'm a failed footballer, and I kind of realised I had more brains perhaps in my head and at university. And I thought, you know, I wanted to stick around football because I love football. And and I thought, well, obviously, what a great opportunity to to, to stick around football and earn a great career for yourself. Mm. So that was kind of always the dream and kind of naive because you because th- you're good at football. And you've got half a brain. You think you can leave your nurse and you're going to be an agent. And I look back now, I think, idiot. You know, I would have <laughs> graduated as 22, didn't know my ass from my elbow. And you think you're going to go out and sign, you know, the next Wayne Rooney, although Wayne Rooney wasn't about when I was young. Um, and it's obviously not, it, it doesn't work like that, you know. And now I'm 40 and I've got a good stable of clients. It's easy for me to attract um, other clients. But when you're 22, come out of university, you, you say you don't really know what you're doing. And who's going to want you as your agent? So, it took me. Go on, sorry. No, I, I was just going to say that. That's an interesting thing you saying. God, yeah, and I was twenty two, and I didn't know my ass from my elbow, because I didn't know my ass from my elbow when I was twenty two in that mm. age as well. And isn't it mad though that we all know this as human beings that you don't know what you're doing. You're just running around after girls, aren't you? Mm. Going, God, I like. I was still a virgin. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> so. You would never. That was not going to say. But you know, that, that's so. As humans, we know that about ourselves, but we don't give athletes and footballers. 
that break, do we? We look at someone like, yeah. I don't know, Raheem Sterling yeah. getting into the trouble that they get into, yeah. and we're kind of like, fucking hell, how can you not know better than that? Yeah, but they're fucking they're young, kids. kids. They're yeah. bloody our kids, you know. They're kids, and, and to a degree, they're, it's a bit of a generalisation, but they're less intelligent than most kids who are going through university and going through an education system because all they've done and all they've ever been good at is football so they haven't yeah. really relied on education and, 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 and making themselves smart and it, exactly and that's the thing is that the ones that are in the public eye um, probably have to do even less for themselves so you know certainly than I had to do at uni so again I yeah. didn't know what I was doing I had to cook yeah. for myself at uni I'd do you know you do your own what yeah. you look after yourself you you become an independent person and I'm still a dick at that age mm. so imagine if you'd actually been People, agents going, right, we've got this kid, he's amazing. <laughs> now he's getting 50 grand a week. Don't worry about that, you don't do that. They're living in a, in a bubble, yeah, and an isolated environment that's, that's not real. No. Everything's done for you, that's not real. I mean, it is for them, but it's not real. And so how can we kind of... Uh, and I know this is a little bit off what you're saying, but if you think about it, cost they make mistakes, cost to do stupid yeah, yeah, things, yeah. cost to treat people like shit, they don't know any better, we all yeah. do stupid stuff. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's easy to forget, but the demand is so high, and if they're not delivering, young or not, this is a, a, a results business, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> super fan. Jim, I, I don't know, um, I'm interested to see how you respond to this, but I think it's going to cool. be quite obvious. Um, firstly, um, Actually, actually, quickly, you were just saying something. It was quite interesting. The oh, you, t- you t- <laughs> <laughs> it took twenty five minutes. Twenty two. <laughs> okay, go on. You came out and you was like, "All right, I want to be an agent." But what yeah. what happened? How did you get your first gig? Yeah, so it took a, so it took a while. I kind of th- again, I thought I was going to leave the university and go straight into this agency, and I wrote to all of them, all the big ones, and I sent them this letter. And I think, oh, what a great letter! They definitely someone's going to offer me a job off the back of this. And again, life isn't like that. So I then got a job for um, a company in London called the Celebrity Group, where I was kind of a middleman, where um, Brands would call up this agency and say, we're looking, or PR company, we're looking for a, a football personality to promote Pepsi. Actually, we booked Ian Wright once, once upon a time. And then my job was to call up call up the agents, who's available, how much they are, and then add a bit on top and sell it to the company. So that's kind of that was my first foot in the door, dealing with agents in and around the business. Then I went and did a few things and went, worked for IMG, we spoke about. Um, so I was in and around the business, and then I actually got a lucky break, like... The Evening Standard, you have to, used to have to pay for it. It was about 30p, and I never used to pay for it, but I paid for it once. Like, oh, you used to nick it? No, I never used to have it. Like, oh, right. I used to go... Yeah, you said it like that. I never used to pay for it. Yeah. No, I used How to, did you get it? I never used yeah. to. I just didn't read no. it. <laughs> that should have been my original statement. I never read it. I never bought the paper. Yeah. But for one day, I bought Every it. Every Porsche I've driven, I've never paid for it. <laughs> yeah, how many Porsche have you driven? No. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Sufficiently embarrassed, but so the one time I bought it, there was a, a there was an ad in the paper saying, "Are you interested in football management?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh," and apparently that turned out to be my future boss. He only did one advert that day, so I kind of feel that was that was, <laughs> it was like it was, destiny. It was destiny. So <laughs> I love that. Uh, a little bit of luck, but t- timing is everything in the agency business, as is in in the whole whole of world. And so I went to work for him in Hertfordshire, Runnings, the Arsenal training ground. Mick uh, Mills, who you probably won't know, but was the Ipswich and England captain in 1982. <laughs> Bobby Robson. Southampton as well. Yeah, I think he was Southampton yeah. as well. He was my Ball's boss. Head. Uh, no, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, nice tash, yeah, fantastic yeah. tash, yeah. and one of the loveliest blokes you'll ever likely to meet. And he was kind of the, the equivalent of Gary Neville. Mm. And I always bugged me a little bit because it bugged me that Mick had to drive from Ipswich, former England captain, three or four times a week to bloody London Colney, which is a fair old uh, mm. slog, mm. just to try and get by. 
Yeah. Whereas Gary Neville and Mick was probably twice a player Gary Neville was. Never gonna have to work again ever. Do you know what I mean? I know, I've definitely gone off track there. So I've gone into the agency business and it was one of them. Be careful what you wish for. After about six months, I hated it. Really? Yeah, hated it. Hated the people in it. Hated the footballers. Hated the other agents. Hated the managers. Hated the, just everyone. Just so like you at the start of this podcast, aggressive and you know what I mean, <laughs> red faced and um, cutthroat old business. Cutthroat business. Yeah, I think everyone knows that. And look, my skin's pretty tough. Um, but you have got to be something else. You've got to be on a different level if you're going to succeed and do well in that business. It's funny, I mean, you're saying that because I see you as being as um, as a very chipper, um, f- amusing, uh, energetic, uh, yeah. fun I agree personality. With that. Mm. So to hear you like hating things and being mm. affected by it all, yeah. that, that seems badly very out of me. sync with your character. Yeah, badly affected Ooh, me. Can you, could you put that down to, if anything? Just, uh, well, I think as it was... As I said to you, the characters that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis were, weren't particularly nice people, right. um, and that can bring you down. And then I'm, I was like the, the, one of the smallest fish in um, a very big pond, and that's quite hard to deal with, do you know what I mean? And mm. ultimately, I wanted to succeed and thrive, and it was very, very tough. And you know, you're, you're grinding out hours. As a bottom feeder agent, you're going out to these reserve games, you know, and you're trying to sign players who are pretty too bob. Uh, but so looking for potential, you know, they, they think they're the next bleeding Ronaldo, and you're you're competing against five other agents to sign them, you know, yeah. about, and then you're getting mm. threatened because you're speaking to these players. Oh, it's a nonsense. I can imagine that the um, that that is because there is a um, certainly a, an arrogance that comes around. I think a lot of people that are connected in football and have got that mm. like, like there just is isn't there yeah. Yeah. thinks that they're a world beater in a way even yeah. when they're not <laughs> yeah and there's, 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 yeah, exactly. there's a lot of people you deal with and you, they, they have this outside be. persona and then you actually know them you think oh you're an absolute arsehole aren't you um and, and the players you're dealing with, you know, if, you, if you're dealing with a player from non-league, he wants to play League 2. If you're dealing with a player League 2, he wants to play League 1 Championship, etc., yeah. etc. Et and, and then that's very tough to manage their expectations. I mean, they're probably not, not always good no, enough to do it. No, 100%. But you've got to tell them that. And if you tell them that, it's like, well, I'll go and find another agent. Yeah. And, and the romantic, because um, I've played in all, uh, I've played... Huddersfield, my football team, has played, not my football team. The You've done it team again, you've managed to drop Huddersfield into the podcast. Yeah, every podcast, Huddersfield have got to be in there. So Good. Well. But, um, you know, I've supported Huddersfield in all those divisions, apart from the Premier League, and in all those divisions you have this romantic feeling that, God, these guys, they feel the same about this as me. The way he kissed that badge, he loves Huddersfield. Yeah, you're off your head. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. They, you're off your head. That's yeah, what I was afraid of. Yeah, no, that's the truth. They don't give two monkeys, mate. They right? don't give two what monkeys. About, what about Marcus Stewart? Did he care? Who's that? We, the, the old Sunderland you, guy. He, he, do you know what? Yeah, he, he might. No, no, you're thinking of, um, Paul of Paul Stewart, the guy that played for Liverpool and, and Spurs, Sunderland and yeah. Spurs. Mm. I'm no, talking Marcus about Marcus Stewart. Stewart who is, no, Marcus Stewart's a forward. Yeah, also had a left okay. foot. What's your story? And I'll tell you the truth. Go on. I mean, I, in my head, I'm thinking fuck. this player is so shit he can't fuck. move away from Huddersfield Town as, as much as he'd love to. Fucking I've up. been through this once already. Can you know why I'm angry and violent? You're angry because you know I've done this before, once with him before. <laughs> right. I've heard it all. And yeah. it's horrible. I've heard it all. Yeah. It's horrible. This is why you're angry. He's making me I'm feel shitty. angry. Do you know I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let him get to me, Flav. You've sat there and you've fed yourself two fruit pastels since we started. How many fruit pastels you had, Jim? I don't think I've had it for a pestle since we started. Nor have I. Lies like a rug, just right. No, no, no. Okay, so. Um, Go on. 
Marcus Stewart, we signed him from Bristol Rovers, we beat him in the playoffs, right. uh, he was amazing, and we signed him, it was a very sad day for me because we sold Andy Boob on the same day. Mm. Um, Marcus Stewart comes in. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Place for us, amazing. We get taken over by a guy called Barry Rubery, who was... Pace Microsystems, the you know the set top box yeah, yeah. Sky in the early days. He owned that. Right. He bought us uh, all going swimmingly. We start to buy in loads of players. We're, we're playing the best we've ever played. Steve Bruce's manager uh, on the verge of the Premier League. We're like second in the league. We're playing good, uh, and then I think he gets into some kind of divorce, um, and his assets are getting frozen. So he starts. Oh, and Ian Eyre, who's the Liverpool chief exec, was our chief exec at the time as well, mm. right? And then there was this weird thing where all of a sudden we sold. Marcus Stewart to Ipswich who were three points behind us in the league what, do you know what I'm losing my thread here because what I'm actually up doing is just telling another Huddersfield hard <laughs> he's, he's, he's transferred two times he's I'm just basically really realised that where am I going with this in my internal monologue where am I going with this oh yeah it's a Huddersfield hard luck story and we ended up fucking not getting promoted basically Jim and Marcus Stewart went on to play for Ripswich do really well in the Premier League and I'm bitter about it why did he Marcus, love us yeah, what, did what, he love Huddersfield why, Town did Jim did he, he oh, ever love it. all I got from that he was at your club for a little bit and then moved to Ipswich Town <laughs> yeah. he was a hero a legend look, 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 yeah. I'm playing up a, a little bit and yeah. there's going to be exceptions to the rule where clubs uh, sorry players find their level <laughs> They'll find their level and go, oh yeah, this would do me, I'll stay here, you know what I mean? And then oh, that can get translated in the fans' head as, oh, this bloke loves us, but no. The reality is you probably, oh, this is level, I'm getting paid a decent wedge, mm. this will do me. The, 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 more, the majority of the case, players always got their one eye on a bigger destination. That's the truth of the, the matter. Their agents have, yes, they definitely have, of course they have, because they're going to get paid off it. But who's going to get the majority of the money? Yeah, it's going to be the players. They want to bigger and bet themselves, like most people in everyday life do. Yeah. So they've got their eyes on bigger prize. We've got a question from Cantankerous Red. Yeah. Right? He says, why are they all uh, agents? Why are they all cunts <laughs> who have ruined the game? Don't give us, we are only looking after the players' interests, shite. And he followed this up with, I'm sure he'd be open and honest as long as you give him 50% of your followers. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I'm not an agent anymore, so it doesn't bother me two, two cents. Um, 
Um, and a lot of them are. Did, have they ruined the game? Is that unfair? I think, I mean, look at FIFA. I don't think FIFA have helped, you know no. what I mean? Um, but the opportunity is, is there for them to take a lot of money out of the game. And whenever there's going to be, as I said, you're going back to what I was saying earlier, Citius Altius Fortius, bit of Greek in the Ball Street, faster, higher, stronger. When there's these money flows in the game or in any business, it's going to attract people mm. who like money. It's going to attract people who don't give a flying fuck. And, yeah. and what, you, what these people have to understand, like Cantankerous Red, yeah, I can imagine he's probably got red face, all angry about it, but he does, these agents aren't lying in bed thinking what cantankerous red thinks. They're thinking about the, the huge uh, house they're sitting in. They're, sitting, they're thinking about the three cars they've got outside. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about their next holiday. They they're don't thinking give about their wife, their mistress and their yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, well, they've got thick, thick skins, these people. They don't care who they turn no. over. They yeah. don't care what the cantankerous red. They don't care about the fans. They care about moving a player, getting their next commission. Yeah. Right and and again, I'm generalising, but that is why a lot of people have been attracted to this business. Yeah, yeah. but it's not really. Um, so in in a sense, right? It's not. It's it's one of those cases of don't hate the player, hate the game, because it's yeah. not their fault. Yes, they're not helping. Yes, they're. Uh, their their priorities are all about money rather than the game. But the whole structure of the game for me is all geared up to look after, to care about, to create greater value around money. It's not geared up to create a great England team. It's not... uh, uh, The game's not structured to to create the fairest league or the greatest competition. Mm. It's not... It's geared up to create the most marketable uh, opportunities around the world to create more commercial value at the top of the game, to create something that, that can be sell and exported and that can create more money. And the more money that comes into the game, the more money that players are able to get. And therefore, the more, because it's a star-driven league, yeah. um, all these leagues are star-driven. Um, and, and, and the more um, money that the players, therefore, are able to get, the bigger, what is it, 20%? No, no, that's another bit of a misconception as well. So the the, play, the FIFA advisor, you know, what FIFA says doesn't go by anyone's book, but what uh, an agent is, is meant to take is 5% of their gross annual basic. So if they're on 100 right. grand a week, they take 5 grand. Um, but then they take 20% of their commercial. So you know, if, they're doing a done, if they've done a deal like a million for Nike, then they'll get um, 20% of that. So you, you moved out of the industry ultimately because it wasn't a very pleasant... Yeah. Pleasant, well, yeah, it all culminated in, in one particular player, really, who... Game. As a, as, a, as a bottom feeder agent, you're relying on signing players from the bottom mm. and hopefully getting lucky with them. Yeah. Um, and I signed um, uh, one player, got on really, really well with him. And you know, when my first daughter was born, he sent me a present. And Ashley Williams, and then um, you know, lovely, lovely guy. And I watched him as much as possible. You know, Welsh went up Ashley. to huh? Welsh Ashley Williams. Yeah, there's another story. He's only Welsh because of me. Because he wanted to play for England, he was a Stockport, Stockport County. That's his true story. Uh, he's Stockport County. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a true story. Hundred percent. And um, he was. Uh, I got a call from his mum, Lynn, who's from Birmingham. This lovely Brummy lady, and uh, loved her son, like Ash, her only boy. Loved her, and she said, "Oh, uh, uh, Jim, I think uh, you should speak to Wales about getting G- uh, Ashley to play for Wales." And uh, I was like, "Oh, you know, because Ashley's." Um, his dad's from the Caribbean. I wasn't aware of the Welsh connection. Well, obviously Williams. Yeah. Anyway, cut a long story short. Um, spoke to D, uh, Dean Saunders right. and John Toshat was a manager. And again, give you an insight into my thinking here as an agent. I'm thinking if I can get him to play for Wales, then there's a good chance that 
Cardiff might come in for him, who were the team at the time, mm. you know. Um, so he was at Stockport. He was at Stockport. He was a skipper of Stockport, been up there, done a couple of deals for him. Right. Um, and I remember speaking to him about it. He said, no, Jim, I want to play for England. And I was like, admired, loved the guy. I really admired him. But I was like, Ash, you know, I love you and you're a fantastic player, but you've got Rio Ferdinand, John Terry, you know, you're playing in League Two. The chance are now, if you look back on it now, there's every chance he could have played for England in, in the recent tournament. Yeah. Um, I said, look, if you play for Wales, this is what's likely to happen. You're going to get Cardiff, who are probably, you know, the big. Anyone who played for Wales at the time did well, invariably got signed for Cardiff, and yeah. which is weird thinking, but that's what, that's what I was thinking. Encouraging to play for Wales. And managed his career really well, and it actually ended up he went to Swansea, and Swansea were on their way up with Martinez, and we went to loan, and then it turned into a full deal. So managed his managed his career really well. Did it, I, I couldn't have done any better. Yeah. And um, and then he got there, and then um, a big player put his arm around him, said, "Who's your agent?" Said, oh, "Jim Irwin, Galaxy Sports Management." Yeah, never heard of him. Pie him off, come with my agent, you know, um, and which is a very common practice in the game. Yeah. And then suddenly my relationship. All I've been through and all the games I've didn't really count for much, and I understand it because he was the player who put his arm around him was a big, big player, yeah. um, and he signed with his agency. Who and are we not at Yeah, I can, I can tell you, it was Rio Ferdinand, and uh-huh. and uh, and the play introduced him to his player, uh, his agent, um, and his agent said, "Come sign with me, I'll move you to a big club." Why hasn't your agent moved you to a big club yet? Then Ash turned around to me and said, well, why haven't you moved me to a bigger club yet? I was like, Ash, I've tried. I spoke to every scout in the Premier League. They don't think you're big enough yet and they don't think you're strong enough. Um, and, you know, that was the, the honest situation. And then where is he still at? He's still at Swansea. But for me, that was a ni- final nail in the coffin. I was like, oh. so no, there's nothing of, more I could have done for this, for yeah, this of guy. Of course, of course. But you obviously see that it works both ways, in which case you, you would potentially, or not you, but agents would do step over whoever it is to yeah, get a deal. Yeah, a would... yeah I've got, I don't hold any, any grudge against Ash at all because he was only doing what he thought was best for his career. Uh, I don't hold any grudge to the agent because the agent's only trying to do his business. He wasn't allowed to do that. He's not allowed to speak to my player because the player's in contract. But it's like one of those things, you're not meant to do it in football. You're not meant to speak to another a player no, as a club. Up. But This is tapping up, is this it? This is tapping up, yeah. Clubs obviously speak to... Um, and funny enough, I was reading Stephen Gerrard's book the other day and it was how Liverpool employs Stephen Gerrard to speak to other players while they're contracted to the clubs. I mean, strictly speaking, that's tapping up. What? Now? Huh? No, when, no, when, when Gerrard was a player... Liverpool would call him. You know the do. manager you know, would call there's him. There's no way they wouldn't even have these conversations naturally. I know. Yeah. That, I know Liverpool may, yeah. may yeah. have employed him to do in, that. In a sense, it's a stupid rule. Yeah. To have it because no, how can you? Yeah, and you're not allowed to, to talk to people. It, it, maybe the rules need to be evolved in some way. Mm. But of course, they're gonna. You know. Speak to each other about that and talk about their things. Go, I reckon. Just going to be sitting around, just going, like like they're on Big Brother, where you're not allowed to talk about evictions. You know what I mean? Yeah. How can you police it? So it's well, exactly, unless you yeah, follow and film them all the time. But what I reckon, I've got I've got an idea of how to fix all these problems. Right? Go on. This is this will solve it. Once you sign professional contracts with your 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 club at 16, you can't leave ever unless the club says we're ready to sell. That's it. No, no leaving. No talking to the press about you being happy. No contracts. One contract that rises five percent throughout their career, yeah. and they never leave. But then the club's got it all their way. Then yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about the yeah. players' feelings. But you got to understand is there's no loyalty. But then you no... can't pick up players from other places. If they decide to sell, if they put a player up for sale, then other clubs can bid for him. But other than okay, that, so no what you're saying there is that the player can't better himself, can't do anything. But so, so the, all he can do. But is then we're going to. This is this. And this is, himself you're giving the power to the club then, because the, cl- yeah. the club have got. You know, when a player moves at the moment, say for example, um, I don't know, a, a, 
can't think of a player like Jamie Vardy wanted to go right mm. um, let, oh, I'll give myself a really bad example I guess what I'm trying to say is if a player injures himself yeah. what loyalty is the club going to give that player well, they'll, they'll dump him quicker than a ton of bricks they can't so why shouldn't the player that try and improve is, his, is his solid career? until the end and, of, and, until 32 and then you get They're fans on, on the front. Okay, so then why should why should players Suspense. work Suspense. to a different Suspense. thing than you? Huh? What was that question? So you get fans called up all the time saying, yeah. "Why um why are these players on this ridiculous money?" If I was a nurse, you know what I mean? I, yeah, that's I nonsense though. That that, that argument's bollocks. Okay. It's like yeah. give soldiers footballers wages. Yeah. Could you imagine soldiers or, or anybody nurses on on footballers wages yeah. after literally two three months they'd quit and, and go. anyway it, we're, we're it, digressing here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. you haven't you haven't. You didn't beat me in that argument. No, I didn't. I, you're, I, I think you did actually. I lost my train of thought a little Not bit. Not just but that. It's illegal it's, though via loads of employment laws and stuff like that. So you, yeah, you fucking. I, I'm a believer. So that, I'm a believer that I am a believer bold. that people should should be able to bet themselves <laughs> and player and, and players are currently able to do that. So I don't believe in giving the club all the power at all. Um, but the club, the club create the memories, the fans. The, all the love comes from the badge. That that badge on the shirt. So I don't. So what happens to the player when he injures himself? He's created all this love, injures himself. The so club, suddenly the club don't want to pay him anymore. Suddenly the fans aren't giving him any love anymore. They, it works both ways. They got on the contract. Oh, it works the both same ways. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I do. I just do look at our system though, and uh, wish that there was some. I mean, you can't stop it now, can you? It's the way it is, and it's mm. only going to get worse. And it, how many for how many years now have we been saying, God? It's crazy, isn't it? Can you believe what they're paying him? Oh, football's gone mad. Yeah. And we've been saying that now for like 15 years and every year it, these these salaries get bigger and bigger, these fees get bigger. Oh, he's not worth 50 million, he's worth more, you know what I mean? He's yeah. 35 million. It's all madness in terms of money and perspective when you start to, to talk about other things. But I do like that, um, I do prefer the, the, the NFL model yeah. about there being a salary cap um, I do like there being periods of, 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 of discussions where essentially it's you are sort of bidding, but it's a little bit more sort the structure open and, and, and open and it just it is fairer. It's bizarrely in a capital. I think we might have talked about this before, but in like the, the most capitalist state in in the world, they've got the most Country. kind of players still getting ba- badly advised in the NFL. Though. What do you mean? You can still get badly advised. Well, no, I think there's a, there's actually a stat on it. Something like sixty nine percent of all NFL players are bankrupt after five years. Yeah, time. yeah. Well, I mean, this this comes to a, another matter, which is about the financial um, intelligence that's taught to people oh. in education and in life. Mm. Um, we taught all these things, but financial intelligence isn't yeah. one of them. And this happens with sports stars. This happens with musicians. This happens with lottery winners. They all of a sudden you get a huge amount of money. And they've no idea how mm. to manage that money. So if that tap then gets turned off at some point, which it kind of invariably does, yeah. guess what? You've spent it all on cars. You've got more mortgages you can't service. You've got mortgages you can't service. You've got random purchases, depreciating assets essentially, rather than creating um, assets that, that build in value and, and generate for you a, yeah. um, uh, a passive income. So we're not taught financially in, yeah. uh, in the education system. We're actually taught in schools how to work for money not how to make money work for you so anyone that gets money that's all we're taught to is to work for money it's very different we could do a podcast but we're not qualified to do that actually let's move on but oh, just, just, just finishing that off though so cantankerous red you know he'll probably say well, what's the point of agents but a good agent can advise that player to, to look after his money yeah I mean there's one in five football uh, footballers still go bankrupt 
I think it's higher than that. Yeah. I think it's three. I think it's th- uh, three and five, which I just doubled to make. But, but, but the thing about the NFL though is that there's an amount of every team's got a certain salary cap. So say it's a hundred million, and in that year you can only spend a hundred million pounds worth mm. of salary. There might be someone that you signed on a contract for for five years with with a guaranteeing him two million a year. That becomes five million the next year. It becomes ten. So you have to manage your cap. So you can't have a load of stars on your roster at the same time that are each getting £10 million a year because you've got to sign 60 players with that £100 million. So that's a nice system. I it like is a nice system, system. Like yeah, everything. because yeah, like every team can only do a certain amount of money. Love so then teams money. can't stockpile mm. players that they mm. that they don't essentially use. Yeah, um, it's much better. Seems much mm. better, but yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we'll ever see that. Um, so you've you've the list I've got here are the players that you managed when you was a footballer. Yeah, uh, Sam Soji. Yeah, actually, William. The reason why I'm listening is because we've got two questions from our listeners. Just there. Sam, not Effie and any of the other. Brothers. No, just Sam. <laughs> Sam was. He was the one. Believe it or not, Brentford. Sam was kind of one of my first bigger players, and then he <laughs> was a nightmare. Got, before, nightmare. before you go into that, because I, I know these stories and they're amazing. But uh, so, so Sam Sodji, Ashley Williams, Jimmy Bullard. When you played, no, no, not no. Okay, all right. Uh, John Carew, or he was involved so, in his transfer. Yeah, John Carew was again when you're a little bit of a, a smaller agent. It's very difficult to sign bigger players so yeah. the route that a lot of agents go down is strike up deals with foreign agents with to help them sell their players although that was slightly different I had a deal with this company in Monaco who had an agreement with Leon that they were trying to offload um, John Carew yeah. and they were going to get 1.6 million so they said Jim if you can or to my company if, if you can help sell this player we'll give you half that fee because obviously I had good context in the UK yeah. and then unbelievably like I spoke to Martin O'Neill Martin O'Neill was a huge fan of the player loved him this at Villa and it was all going through I was like oh yes this is a big old payday coming up yeah. and uh, and then Gerard Houllier Realised that Milan Barros was there and uh, did a, the first ever and probably last ever since swap deal. <laughs> what a complete did a swap. complete swap deal? They both signed, I think, three and a half year deals, and I got square root of FA. Oh um, my god! Unbelievable. <laughs> so that was another nail in the coffin. That, my coffin's so, getting bigger and bigger with these nails. Is that why straight swaps just don't happen? Because they're so rare. Like where, where one player, you exchange one player for another, it's always yeah. cash and yeah. the player. Or I, unbelievably, it- I managed to find that deal. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Well, Milan Barros and John Carew. I mean, unbelievable. What happened today? It's fascinating. It doesn't yeah. happen. You don't see swap deals. There is always a fee that takes place, and then a week later, the player, another player will move in the other direction. Yeah. It never happens at the same time. Work, yeah. So, these got questions from. Uh, that's, why, that's why I'm the washed up agent. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're, you're better for it by the sounds of it. Uh, snacks and snooze. He says, have you ever had any strange requests from any of your clients? And what's the strangest you've had? And Ahmed Badir says, who's the most stubborn person you've had to deal with? Well, the strange requests, yeah, I've had a few strange requests. Um, I mean, footballers are sort of quite um, predictable creatures. You know, they want sort of invitations to nightclubs and VIP tables and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty standard fare. Um, Soji was the best. I mean, he was just constant, like... Just get me anything. Just get me a, like if he, he he called me on Boxing Day. Said Jim, I need to get to the ground. You need to drive to where like shit old part of London he lived in, and then drive him over to Brentford. Um, and like, is that your job as an agent to drive him? Well, around? again, it's one of them. If you don't do it, I'll go find an agent who will do it for me. Yeah. And then when I get that big really? move, they'll get the commission. This is what you a do. Boxing like, Day as well. Fucking oh, hell. That's you're beginning to see oh. get an insight into why I'm hating this. Because you're kind of you're kind of oh. their bitch. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse. Matt, treat me. Drive like me. 
that's horrible, that's, that's yeah. the thing. You you become people's bitch be because like, seriously drive yourself, keep yeah. your commission. Fuck you, fuck you. But when you when you're like 25, trying to build a family, trying to build a career, you like yeah. oh, fuck. You have to do it. Like, that's tough. And now you're beginning to see why yeah. why, and you kind of have to do it. So uh, yeah. So I mean, did you go and get? Yeah, get of course him. I did. Yeah, of course I did. And then he got his move, and then he pied me as well because oh, he got bigger man. agent. So what are you gonna do? Like it's horrific, soul sucking. Um, you know. Sleep with your granny, sell your granny. You know, what I mean, whatever you got to do to get that commission done. And uh, I'm not. I'm not. That didn't. That didn't no. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what. Okay. I was. Yeah. We both like what? This is this is Danny Owens underbelly. Anyway, uh, what, uh, what's the strangest? That, is that just uh, that kind of thing? Just those. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing. It's been a few years since I've been out of it. Now, I think they're. they're yeah, that's the weirdest ones those kind of things I've probably had a lot of them a lot of them a lot of the time it was to lend money lend money from you oh yeah all the time what all the time lend money and again this goes back to poor money management and I could never really understand it because I knew what these guys were earning yeah but it's, it comes down to a very simple premise if you're earning 10 yep and you're spending 8 you're not in a bad situation if you're earning 100 and you're spending 150 you're in a worse situation than the bloke who's earning 10 yeah, does that do you know what I mean? You know, so that's these constantly learning from money, spending on their means, and oh, man. yeah. Another thing that seems to be a, a problem is is the families of, of people that kind of when when the when the guy makes it, um, oh yeah, that, that they feel that they have a stake oh. in that, and and I think that you entourage it seems. Um, yeah, like entourage Mate, and um, bad entourage. Well, I think ballers showed it, but it's something that I've yeah. I've seen and been aware of from American footballers mm. that have essentially had had a career, been a superstar, ended up at the end of it with fuck all, and actually fallen out with their families because their families are almost yeah. getting mad at them because they've become accustomed to a lifestyle that now. Do you see can't what, be what Mayweather Mayweather said right about? Uh, I think his second penultimate fight. He said, "This is it." And he said it to all his all his crew. He says, "I can't feed you anymore. This is this is the end. This is the last fight. So you're gonna have to go and now go and live. Go out into the wilderness and actually live a life wow. and get a job." He, I remember the interview, and he said, "I, I can't feed everyone anymore. Wow. I could, and I'm happy to while I'm earning all this money. But this is the end now." Um, which is he's an old man. He's 37, 8, 38 in, in boxing terms. Hang on a minute. In boxing I, That's why I added the caveat right at the end because I knew it had offended. Let me, let me, can I tell but, you my Floyd Mayweather? Have you finished? Yeah, go, no, no, go ahead. I've got a little Floyd Mayweather entourage story. I was out. In, I used to work in Vegas quite a bit for an agency out there. And uh, poker days. when I was looking after poker players, oh, what, what, what life that was, by the way. Um, and uh, <laughs> the hotel I used to stay in was um, right next to uh, Floyd Mayweather's gym. And um, Oliver Holt invited me down there. And um, I went down there to watch Floyd train, which is one of the greatest thrills I've ever seen in my life, to see that man work close up. But anyway, the entourage, you've never seen anything like it. Yeah. He rocked up in two uh, massive um, Rolls Royces yeah. uh, with ostrich skin, oh, all this kind God. of nonsense. Anyway, the, the bounces are huge. Anyway, let me get to the story. So I'm watching train, and, and he's treating his, his entourage really badly, like turns up his dumbbells, and the bloke's not there to pick him up. And he gets the right arm, but he starts swearing all the rest of it. Like, oh, I've had enough now. You're amazing, but I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go and enjoy a bit of Vegas weather. Go outside, and this bounce is about, I'm not kidding, about eight foot, nine foot tall. Huge fella. Now I've seen Floyd in action with his entourage. I said, I said to him, and he's guarding the car. I said to him, it must be tough working for Floyd. And he looked at me, and I'll never forget he goes, put it this way, the champ gets what the champ wants. <laughs> Jesus I was like, yeah, Christ. I like that. But, um, and that would I, have been, what, when, when, when was that? What year? Uh, well, not that long ago, about 2000 and. 
ten, maybe yeah. something like that. No, very nice. I mean, it hasn't got the best reputation. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's move on. I'm going to rattle through a couple more things. Um, I'm just going to do a little Snapchat while we're here. Yeah, why not? And uh, who's the most stubborn? Who's, who's the most difficult? Actually, I think I know the answer to this. Well, player. No, the most stubborn client. Bullard. Yeah, I knew you was going to say that. I knew it. Jim. Jim is Jim is uh, <laughs> the most stubborn man in the world. <laughs> Um, he's one of the most funniest blokes to be around with but oh my god he's stubborn if he don't want to do something he ain't doing it even when it's a good idea even when it's a good idea yeah, even if there's good money involved if he doesn't want to do it and I love that about him you know if it, even if it's about money you, you know if he doesn't want to do it he's not doing it yeah um, but yeah that's one of them they're all pretty stubborn I think I think again going back to what Matt said um, Jimmy says this to me all the time he says what you've got to understand is as soon as you go into life as a professional football you're told what to do when to do it and oh, you've got to be there at certain times. So when players come out of that situation, they, it's very hard. If they don't want to do something, they ain't going to do it. Yeah, of course. So, so there's, a, there's a lot of them who are stubborn on it. So it's weird, isn't it? I think that a lot of... Um, because of the money that's probably involved and because of those... You're enabled by all these yes-men around you, essentially. I think you end up with a, uh, a situation where people are almost not as hungry as that they could be and, and almost lose that work ethic. Yeah, I've seen that with, with people that have kind of come out, especially people that have made money. Whereas then you see people like The Beast, who obviously we've had a good chat with him. And so his sending off was in the Metro today, yeah. right? Now his sending off was in the Metro. He signed for Wickham, right? Now Wickham, as we all know, they're not big news. However... This sending off as on a pre-season friendly has made the news because it's the beast because he's created this personality that's that's bigger than his his League Two playing stairs. He's created this you know all these followers. He's created a brand by essentially getting up every day and being true to that brand and and that brand works hard and that brand's open-minded and turns up on time and has a laugh and that's why he's punching above his weight in that regard whereas I think the people that have had money and had it so young it's kind of and they've had this false we we were talking about earlier this this false life where where it just comes to them it just turns up money just they knock on the door they open the door and just money turns up it's very different to, to, to reality and I think it's a shame he's a lot smarter than your average footballer I imagine and the mentality certainly when I was managing players they think it's going to last forever mm. and, and, and when it stops that's when the problems really begin for them but like, wouldn't, wouldn't all of us if we were shrewd enough to, to bank some money maybe buy a couple of houses pay your mortgage off the last thing you'd want to do is oh, you know, I'm going to do more work yeah, but it goes back to that saying again. You only see what they're coming in. You don't, you you don't know what these people are spending on. Again, yeah. if you're earning a hundred, yeah. you know your bills are going to be up. You know a lot more significant than you and I. But, but, and, but and, well and those like, bills keep coming once yeah. you've retired. Of course, people like Kevin Hart, right? There's these people that and it comes to that financial intelligence. So like Kevin Hart, who does a comedy show and it sells out in all these movies now, he could be sitting there resting on his laurels and thinking, "Yeah, I made loads of money. I'm not going to do any more work." He, from from everything that I hear about the man, works harder than anybody out there. Yeah. Like he's just launched his whole new Nike shoe. So he's yeah. got a Nike. He's a comedian. He's now got a, he's on Nike shoe. Yeah. He's goes around the country to different towns, turning up and doing these fun runs, and the whole town's turning out to see him and joining these exercises. So he's kind of giving something back. Yeah. He's basically um, a, a serial entrepreneur now because he's approaching it from a matter of financial intelligence rather than working for money, i.e. someone mm. giving you a call and say, come and do this, right? He's making money work for him. He's now got 
teams of people that create and maintain this infrastructure that he's creating under his brand mm. and his 3 million 5 million whatever, 8 million whatever it is social media Twitter followers he's making that work for him by putting in a team that will to take advantage of that rather than just him turning up and him working for money he's now making money work for him yeah, yeah. and this is what we're saying again so all these guys and, and, and I kind of hope we, we touched on it a bit with uh, Troy Townsend last week yeah. I was trying to talk to him about what next because he's got this money now but that's it's a short career it is you know absolutely and when you get accustomed to a certain style and travelling business class and staying in nice yeah. hotels you want to keep that going you want to keep that so now is actually the time to, to work hard to to, to, to develop other assets to develop other things that, that are going to create a passive income for you and long term value yeah I mean that's sound business advice thank you I doubt you would have said that at 22 23 no I definitely wouldn't so this is well, well maybe you should set up maybe Matt, I should oh, Matt Wilson's on. business advice Easy. to rich don't need any more competition do you know <laughs> do you, um, don't know <laughs> Exactly. a good thing yeah okay. <laughs> uh, should, should we end this on a um, a question uh, about uh, two questions one tell us about when you had your kneecaps threatened to be blown off yeah that's a good story yeah secondly I didn't mean it though when I said that <laughs> uh, second one you, you was the first you claimed to be and I, I don't doubt this at all you, the first first uh, football agent to sign a player through social media 100% 100% really? and, yeah and it was Ashley Williams through it was Ashley through Williams. Friends Reunited <laughs> Friends friends in the past. Yeah, honestly, I was a shrewd. Sure. Look, I, even though I, I hated just, it, I was still a shrewd little bastard. You were shrewd because for me, that was just all about these girls that I used to go to school. Where I wanted to check out. Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. That's what it was about for me at first. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw the angle, and then, and then I saw a wang about. I know what footballers footballers like to get in contact with old girlfriends hang about this so is how I contact you created you he's like oh I've got a message must be one of them but oh what the fuck <laughs> yeah. there's Jim Irvin's face he catfished Ashley Williams yeah. Ashley Williams <laughs> Ashley Williams thinks he's turning up for a meeting <laughs> with a school bike Ash- uh, all those Welsh fans out there in his taxi <laughs> all those Welsh fans out there and he need to think my shrewd thinking and friends are united for, for Ashley Williams scoring that goal again too did they does that still exist that no they got bought by ITV and then it's just it's plundered out of existence bought now. by ITV oh my yeah God. they bought it for millions I love, as well. I love that when a traditional media company buys something they just don't understand, understand it. and a brand that was dying and kind of was a, a great thing but obviously mm, wasn't but had its day. sticky yeah had its day mm. <laughs> but, but yeah and, and, and then ITV buy it and then they must what, have been thinking that, what is this now that's what happened yeah. but that's, that's what, a very what, true what story what do we do with this that, I got in contact with it and honestly I hit up hundreds did you? yeah hundreds of players do you know what I did I went through the squads yeah. I can't remember probably the BBC website went through all the squads went through every single player oh on the squad God. youth team everything I went on official websites which back then you know were only just starting to and then I just plundered Friends of United and uh, like I signed Thompson, about three or four players amazing, amazing. yeah and it paid off well for me with Ash but uh yeah, so 100%. And then I, I, I'm claiming I was a versatile dude. I don't think anyone else did that before me. Yeah. Now it's pretty standard, like Twitter, of course, Facebook, all of the rest course. of it. And then, and then let's t- tell us the, the, the interesting... Just to finish... Go on. Um, kneecaps. Yeah. The kneecaps one was, uh, again, it happened to me a couple of times. And it goes back to uh, players at entourages and, um, and agents would even employ hard men to, uh, to keep other agents away from their players and really? I think that was the case in this situation yeah actually funny enough Shit. Wayne Rooney's one right? Wayne Rooney got um, agency proactive always that was his 
that was his second agent. He had this other guy called Derek McKinsey or something like that mm. who signed him. And then Proactive signed up with Terry Adams. Uh, Tony, oh, not Tony Adams, say Tony Adams, one of the big North London, you'll probably know, your neck of the woods, big uh, Adams family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rocked up for a meeting with okay, them. Just don't, don't kill us. Yeah. Uh, any of these Matt's people. taking a back seat in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but again, <laughs> when you've got a shitload don't of money involved, then if you can employ a bit of muscle to, 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 to guarantee you that commission, then that's what people did. And I approached the Tottenham player at Stevenage because that's where they played their resis. Yeah. And the player, I really remember who the player was, and he's absolutely, I've, I looked him up a couple of months ago, he's absolutely nowhere. Um, I feel. Yeah, Phil I feel. Uh, Is it Colchester? Phil I feel. Is it, was it Jerry I feel? Gerald was his cousin, who was at Swindon, and I think he was right to Paul as well, was at Millwall at the time. Phil, Phil, Phil I feel. Was someone play for, play for us, right? Millwall was someone play for Phil, us. Phil I feel. Phil played play for Millwall. Yeah. I, I think he went out to London Mill for Tottenham, maybe. Uh, he, and he, I was friends with Pat Holland, who was yeah. like this chief scout there. And he used Phil I as a story of a cautionary tale, because basically he did something in training. And he turned around to Pat Holland, who'd been around football for a long, long time. He said, "He said, Pat, that was world class." And you're talking about a 20 year old kid here talking to like a 55 year old, and he wasn't even joking. Like if Jimmy, if Jimmy had said it, he'd be winding you up. But yeah. he looked him like as if that was world class. Anyway, I've gone off track there. But he was the player, and I watched him a reserve game. Um, at uh, Stevenage I watched Fabregas actually destroy Tottenham by the way that's a different story unbelievable when he first came for, came over but Gerald was the player went over to him and he, I got surrounded by players very very quickly not players by some big some big guys well you knew he was just standing there and there was I, was, suddenly... I went to talk to him and I said can I have a word Galaxy Sports Management like went to hand in the card and that was it kind of boof Walked, walked into the back of the car park sure. the players tunnel connects to the car park at Stevenage said you approach the player and shoot your fucking kneecaps off oh now obviously it's what I don't think he would have shot my kneecaps off. Doesn't but matter. I don't know, the mate. message, the message, the message was received loud and clear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, please don't shoot our kneecaps off. No, talking about this. I mean, this is the thing. It's not. And there you go. So you're beginning to see why I'm now a washed-up agent. Don't do it anymore. And very happy with my stock now and what I do now. We're happy you stopped because uh, we, we get to spend time with you, Jim. Yeah, and I, I don't. I, you know your business card. Is that why you, uh, from that moment, is that why you elected to to buy business cards that were essentially like um, the most dangerous, of, like throwing stars? <laughs> the dangerous. Oh, the mate, business cards! Mate, unbelievable. One of the favourite things ever was being with him. Um, at, we were in Liverpool, weren't we? We'd been to Adam Reggie Perrin's. Yeah. Um, Emil Heskey, big one night Emil, in yeah. Istanbul. Yeah, yeah, I was sat with Emil and, he, and he's. Uh, and his lovely was, missus. Was that a film premiere? Right. Film premiere one night in Istanbul. And um, we, were, we were in the office and Didier Man was there. So we had a chat with Didier Man and Jim gets out his, uh, to give him his business card, right? <laughs> now, you know, the business card um, passing over, it's like a bat and it's clean. It's one hand to the other. So it's quite an ordinary thing. It happens up and down the world. I've even done it. You've done it. We've all done it, right? <laughs> Jim gives it. Oh, yeah, I'll just give you my card. Gets out this plastic bag and hands it essentially a big needs plastic. A it needs a cover because he went for the metal ones to look to look all no, cool. No. Can I tell you the story? Go on, yeah, Let me tell you. I know we're overlapping, but it's a great story. So me and Jimmy effectively set up extra time management, and uh, Jimmy said, "Well, if we're going to do this, we've got to have the bollocks of the business cards." He said, "I've been handed, <laughs> I've been handed business cards for twenty years, and there's only one I remember." He said, it was "Black made of metal, so we're going to do this." I'll foot the bill. So I go, I go and find source like this. 
<laughs> company car who make them out of metal. We had a hole, holes in them, drilled in holes. Like these cars are unbelievable. They cost like fifteen hundred quid for like a hundred. I'm not kidding. You. Every time I give them away, I'm giving away like ten pounds. Only special ones. Only special people get. Them. You still got them? So oh yeah, I've still got. Them. I'll show you in a minute. And then yeah, and then anyway. So after I get them done, I'm like, to be fair, I'm like, oh, these Jim, these are the bollocks. So I said, by the way, what was that card? You know the one that you remember. I said, "What did that bloke do?" He said he was a se- he was a second-hand car salesman. <laughs> so I said, That's just the image you're trying to portray, Jim. Um, but every time I give them out, match right, they have to come with their own warning. Be careful because they'll cut your. They'll they give you. Own. <laughs> it's like a razor blade. Oh my yeah. god! But That's just incredible. look. If you ever get an extra time management business card, you know your career is on the up, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Thank you so we'll, much. Jim. We'll um, actually like we'll. Um, so Jim, how do people follow you on Twitter and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, very simple. At Jim Irwood. Um, there'll be a picture of me and Bullard on the uh, on the bridge for I'm a Celebrity yeah. and uh, I'm just getting into this Snapchat like Matt has got me into this Snapchat and it's really good for me because I'm beginning to see how I can use it for my clients so I'm on there as washed up agent <laughs> I've actually just done from my Snapchat because I've got millions of followers um, how many have you got? I don't have that many oh. um, 20 um, 30 or something 10 <laughs> and on it um, what we'll uh, yeah I've just done a thing on there actually showing a bit of this and just putting follow out watch oh, the page and so cool. that's how cool I, I am you, you, nice. you owe me a favour yeah, just give us a business card I could yeah, do I'll just do a podcast for you at some point I, I just want in fact no I'll ask it afterwards sure. I just want, I is it interesting no okay let's do it after yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much once again for downloading the Long Ball Street podcast the very best podcast on earth yeah I was just to say mate on that which is what I was talking about there's been some amazing reviews have you seen yeah. that it's, it's, it feels like we're almost performing a role in people's lives now yeah we're making lives better uh, one, one podcast at a time I, I've had some people reach out to me that I've not spoke to in a while saying they listen to really? podcasts what, they want to be your friends again is that what they want be your friends again yeah and, um, and, oh, and podcast friend and then, and then <laughs> where are they but, but, but so look, look, genuinely I'm not I don't like saying this because it makes me sound weird, but I look forward to it every week. I, I look, I look forward because often, obviously, it's worth you, you know. Technically, technically, you are my boss. Um, so, well, there's no bosses, but you know, what I mean, the, yeah. technically. No, um, like, so, I <laughs> but I get to uh, I, I get to talk to you about football. And it's That's a nice. love fest, right? I'm going. Hang on, before you, you before you go, before oh, you go. Okay. There's some of the reviews we've got, and you can leave your reviews. Uh, we're going to make. What the show already? That was quick. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. Jim is. We'll a probably leave. Don't give him back. Jim is a freak though. We'll lose subscribers yeah. after this. For yeah. Sure. Uh, but some uh, love it, fellas. Real fans and Matt discussing the big issues and on a mission. Uh, really wish this was from Wish Akinfenwa was my mate really enjoyable pod love the chemistry between Flav and Matt Akinfenwa interview was class keep going what else what's this one M. David Wilson this podcast is great in particular Matt Flav should probably give him more respect and mic time it's not a bad suggestion best podcast in the world from a listener not from Matt (laughs) no obviously it's not from Matt Uh, there's one here from not Flav Love the pod, especially Flav. Matt needs to let Flav do his thing a bit more and be happy for the platform he's been given. <laughs> Them two should probably have a chat off uh, about, about this. Uh, yeah, well, which was one of the ones that I'd seen. Um, lots of football podcasts out there. These blokes look at what's going on from a different view. Great interviews with players or people okay. involved in the game, but in a chatty manner. In a chatty yeah. manner. Just like you'd have in the pub. The quiet pubs, anyway. Fantastic. Yeah, I really <laughs> like it. I that is incredible. One, yeah. 
Anyway, so yeah, the go on, go on, go on, go on no, one, one no, more. It was, this no. is by this is my favourite podcast. This is by far the best podcast. Uh, is there any ba- can we read out a bad one? <laughs> There's no bad one. We've not had a bad one, and I genuinely really? look forward yeah. to every episode. The lads are funny, and their knowledge is. Deep. There's always some horrible bastard, cantankerous red. He'll leave one. <laughs> he's <laughs> right. Get agent off. Yeah, he's all right. Oh, is he a regular fan? Is he? Yeah, he's, he's a big fan of Bull Street. Okay, I hope you liked it, cantankerous red. I hope I gave you sufficient answer to your question, Jim. Thank you so much for no, enjoy the chaps, and we'll. We'll have you on again. We'll see. Lovely. Thanks, boys. Go find a Pokemon. Oh, this is the Ball Street Podcast. Uh, We'll see you at the Far Post. At the Far Post. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 